This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Vale and Vale podcast. A lot more upbeat than last week. Um, good result today. Vale beating Reading 1-0 at Vale Park. Great performance and we'll talk about it. Um, won't be any dog shits from me tonight, but there's going to be two from Johnny, I've been told by Twitter. So we'll get on to them later. But first of all, let's talk about the atmosphere at the game. Because I was, as you know, with the match sponsors, Leap Building Society, which is where I work, obviously people know. Um and it sounded a good atmosphere from me coming from the Amel. Johnny, you're still in the paddock where I'll be for the rest of the season after today. Any effect on the atmosphere in the paddock? It looked a little bit emptier towards your side and where I sit. Well, I just need to start with, welcome to the what? Vale and Vale podcast. I don't think that's what you said. It sounded like you said the Vale and Vale podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. I must have... <laughs> I've, I've only had four pints. They were all before kickoff, so I'm not drunk. Oh. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. There we go. Well, did you have four pints of? Let's let's get let, let's let's get the ale chat before. Let's get the ale chat. Um, well, Dad picked me up because Dad come with me. Uh, we dropped Mum off at Johnny's because she was on there for twelve. So I popped in Johnny's bar in Burslem. So hopefully those of you down Burslem popped and have a pint. And I just had a quick half of a up duck, which is my favourite at Johnny's bar. I love the a up duck. And then when got to the ground, went on to the Guinness. Nice, nice, good pint of Guinness. Good pint of Guinness, can't grumble. What I didn't, I expected them to have the Veil beer on and the Valiant Sweet. Right, have they not got it on there? No, which is why I had Guinness. Mm. Is it on in the Robbie bit? Don't oh. know, to be fair, I suppose that's one for Amos Tallis. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, you'd expect it to be on. But um, on your atmosphere, um, I was. I think we've got to remember that whilst it's the first couple of games of season... We did get trounced last week, which affected midweek, and it's still very much holiday season. Yeah. So I, th- I think it was down a bit. It's hard to it's hard to get an atmosphere when people are shouting at you in the paddock to sit down. Um, but you know what? Sitting down in your section. Yeah. But you've always stood in that section. Everybody's always stood in that section. Yeah. Well, apparently now there's people with kids that are sitting halfway up and towards the back, and like instead of asking to sit down they they come over and was like will you fucking sit down you twats you're always fucking standing up here and it's like yeah we are always standing up there because that's where we've always stood it's like it it just baffles me that i get if you've got kids you want them enjoy enjoy eating stuff like that but 
you don't sit in them first two blocks of the paddock if you want to sit down for me. But no, agree. I, they have always been a standing part. Yeah, I get now that with the 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 Hamill change and stuff like that, there is argument that the club are providing somewhere for you to go if you want to do that. Um, but, but to me, I'm, I prefer being on the side. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens going forward. Um, yeah, but yeah, is that one of the dog shits you've got to get out or not? No, one of the, one of the dogs was before we even got in. Go on, man. The fact that the scan is broke again for the second game in a row. Oh, so that that's dog shit. Because whilst the card machines and everything works, it, it does it doesn't fill you with confidence when you when you turn when you're turning around saying that we're going cashless inside. It doesn't fill you with confidence that you are first met with an electrical piece of machinery that's not working. And it's the second week in a row. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a bit dog shit. And Vale need to sort that out because that's not, like I say, two games in a row. We've just walked in without scanning your tickets and stuff like that. It, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's not a good look, is it? Let's, let's no. be fair. And they've but, now got a week and a half to sort that out. Yeah, they have. And, but back to the atmosphere anyway. Um, I thought it was... It was as expected after being twatted 7-0. Mm. Um, I know that the, the midweek game alleviated some of that pressure, but I think it was as expected. I think the sound didn't travel very well between the two stands, which was different compared to away, away fans. Now, I don't know if that's because we're, we're a bit more spread out in the fact that Obviously, you're across the back couple of sections and it's not all in kind of the one section sort of thing. Or I don't know if it wasn't that loud or whatnot. So I was a little underwhelmed by it, if I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I take into consideration all the holidays, the that sort of thing. And the fact that it, it didn't... It wasn't the most active of atmospheres early doors either. No, and probably wasn't helped by the fact that we started slow for me and Reading probably had the best of the opening half hour without actually doing anything for with the penalty. Yeah, very true. And we'll talk about it as we go on. Andy, you've moved to the Amel. Today was your first taste of it. What was the atmosphere like in the Amel? And welcome to the podcast. Yeah, evening. Um, it was a bit like an away game, really. It was a bit, um, all a bit new, all a bit weird but it was it was good i mean it, it was lively it was raucous i don't know how well the sound traveled i couldn't hear anything from the reading fans up the other end of the pitch yeah it's, it's going to take a lot of getting used to i think it'll be a while before everyone finds the level and and where they're, they're happy i imagine people will be there with season tickets and they'll end up sitting somewhere completely different um just when they find where they need to be. I, I wasn't particularly happy that I was stood behind a couple of great big six footers who were standing up in front of me. Um, but I can't really have too much of a go at them because one of them might not give me a lift to Charlton next Saturday if I have a go at him on here. So um, yeah, it's early days. Um, everyone will, will work it out in the end, but it, it's just all a bit chaos at the moment but I, I i really enjoyed it it was um it was it was it was, it was what you wanted the hamel to be um uh, when when the plan was floated to move there 
uh, and toilets, excellent uh, facilities, you know, compared to what I was used to in the railways. It's a quantum leap. Yeah, brilliant. And as I said, it's the animal sounded good from the director's box today. Sounded like a good atmosphere coming out there. As you say, the noise doesn't travel from the away because there's over a thousand of them there and couldn't really hear them. You, you could see they were trying to sing, but you couldn't really hear them because it doesn't travel out the by cars. So that was, and just go on. I don't know about that because Fleetwood, I, I thought Fleetwood on Tuesday, you heard them singing. Yeah, to be fair, you did. Yeah, and I think there's 5,000 less people, well, about 5,000 less people on the ground, but mm. it's just one of them. I, I, like I say, it just didn't sound great. And I don't know if that's just because there's no balance to it yet, like Andy just said. Um, but I would like to see, like, interstand sort of songs. And I know that we struggle keeping timing, but the sort of, oh, and the whites would be sound if it'd be Amel started Paddock, Paddock and the rest of the stadium pick up on the next bit and a bit of backing vocals, you know, like if, if, if people yeah. want to get together and do something, do something nice. We can get sort of quiet. Yeah, get, well, the, 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 the boys at the back still, still sang a bit of um, thingy. What what's it called? Buddy Al. Um the the song that they always sing that's like a bit choirish. You know what I'm on about. I can't remember what it's called. They do it to but... when the whites don't they, but they slow it right down. No, yeah, but it was it was um, wise men say only fools. Oh stay. yes. Yes. I thought he meant Steno as a tosser. I did at first, but then when he said choiry, I thought no, that's not a choiry song. Yeah, they started that a bit choiry today and that didn't really didn't really pick up the same oomph that Oh, when the whites picks up with so yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how things develop. I think I still do think a lot of people are away and a lot of people are a bit disillusioned with the result last weekend. So hopefully this is a massive step in the right direction for everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Did they, and, did they count you in, Johnny? No. Right. So eight thousand seven hundred and eighty-nine was the official attendance, but. There's a, there's a few more that didn't get counted in. Obviously. Yeah, literally at, at the bottom of the railway um, where where I went in, the the literally the, there was just a guy there was just a guy stood there going just just like walks out. I've got my season ticket on my phone. Um, just literally didn't even bother looking at it. Just went yeah, I just walk in. So, yeah, it's like I get it's, I get it's broken, but. At least check that the people going in are the people meant to be going in. Yeah. Like, I don't know, obviously, the, nowhere was sold out, so there'd be no real excuse to not to. But once you hear the scanners are broken, people walking in, there's the chance that someone might not bother paying. Yeah. So at least yeah. check the tickets. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, very briefly, as I said, I was upstairs with the match sponsors. We had. So Ollie there, who obviously Richie gave some stick for being the worst dress at the club, and he does want come on for his right to reply at some point. So <laughs> it's been the talk of the office. So Richie there, who Ollie was going to say is the worst dress, but he got his three-piece suit on today, looking very suave. So I asked him who dressed him, and he said his mum. <laughs> um, Three-course meal, which was beautiful. Got to say the food was absolutely spot. Tart starter. Beef brisket main, which was beautiful, just fell apart. And then a cheesecake dessert, that was beautiful. Um, and yeah, 
watched the game from up there, toured of the ground before on the pitch before the game. And of course, the ammo looked great from down there on the pitch before the game at the centre circle. Ammo looked absolutely fantastic. And then watch the game, we'll get on to the game. So let's talk about the game. As we've already said, it finished Vale 1, ready nil with Ben Gadditty's goal on the 72nd minute. And he's now equaled his stats for last season for goals scored. So let's hope he can go further this time. Because I think it was early doors last year, wasn't it? Um, the stats, possession. And this is one that the long-term listeners will know is a good stat of mine that I always say means nothing. Vale had 38 possession, Reading had 62. And I think we we had a quick chat off air, lads, and we said that kind of felt like Reading had that much of the ball, but didn't really do anything with it. And we've always said on here, or I have, and then Johnny, you come round to my way of thinking was, you can have as much of the ball as you want. If you're going to do nothing with it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so, and that's it. I, I, I felt a couple of times that they looked like a really good footballing side. And then a couple of times they looked like they were just devoid of ideas and and a team that hadn't won away since November in the league and yeah. hadn't won a game in the league since February. Like, you you could kind of... It felt that way at times and penalty misses are going to do that to you, aren't they? And whoever whoever authorised Andy Carroll taking the ball off that number seven needs shooting mm. because that never ends well, does it? We We've seen it. Little Mark Mark Richards and Dave McGoldrick was it having a little yeah. spat penalty at Barry? I want to say Davis. Craig, yeah, was that Barry? Yeah, that was Barry. Craig Davis had taken the last penalty because Rico had already been subbed off. I think yeah. he was away at Chesterfield. Rico had got hat trick, and he'd been subbed off. And then we got a penalty for the fifth goal, which Craig Davis took. And then Craig Davies thought he was like, he took the last one, he's, he's on penalties now. And Rico was like, no, mate, I'm club captain, I'd take the penalties. And that could have ended badly, but Rico stuck it away, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, they, they never flee with confidence when you see players scrapping over the penalty, do they? No, no, yeah. it doesn't generally end well. So, I don't know, it so, exactly a scrap, but it's still... No. And to be fair, I think watching it, and again, you do get, and we've got three different views of the game, so that'll be interesting. We've got Johnny from the paddock, Andy from the ammo, me from up in the box. I think, actually, when you watch it, you see that I think Andy Carroll was always going to take it, but it was one of them from last season where the opposition tried to intimidate the penalty taker, so someone else pretends they're going to take it until they're ready, and then they give the ball to the other one, because Andy Carroll was always kind of stood at the edge of the box waiting to get the ball. Right, okay. Just like see for me, it just looked like their number seven had it and was prepping and then all of a sudden it's in Carol's hands and he's missing. Yeah, I think it was one of them that team started doing last year. But again, with the new rules now, if anyone tries to put off the penalty taker or anything like that, the game get booted. Yeah, well keep No, keep can't not allowed to touch the posts and stuff, are they? Nope. And if anyone goes and defaces the pitch, i.e. stands on the penalty spot yeah. and twirls to try and rip it to yellow card. So, yeah, you don't get that now, but that's what happened. Uh, so, total shots, 17 from the Vale, 9 from Reading. On target, 3 from the Vale, 1 from Reading. Clear-cut chances, 0-0. Corners, 5 for Vale, 2 for Reading. And as we've said, great win for the Vale. Off the mark in the league, 3 points in the bag. Very happy podcast tonight, very happy Vale Park. And a shout-out as well to all the fans that stayed to clap the team off, because I think they fully deserved it, saying it was nice for the players and Crosby to walk around to a full stadium. And the Amel, which was the last stand to get to, was still full when they got there. And I think that's a credit to the fans. And they probably listened to some feedback from the club on that. 
and it shows that put the performances in and fans will stay clappy off. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's down to performance, isn't it? Like I I, I said to Good, Goodwin and and at the, near the end, I was like, look, if if we go and draw this one one, I think the majority of fans will still clap them off because it's been a really good performance. I think it'd be hard harder to take, but at the end of it, the Reading are still they've got good players in there. You don't get to bring players like Ollie Dean off the bench and sign a championship goalkeeper from last season and whatnot and not be a decent side. They're just going through a horrible vein of form at the minute. But our lads, eat every single one of them put an absolute monster shift in. And yeah. not, not one of them, subs included, um, can turn around and say shirked it today. And yeah. I think that's really important because... Even Fleetwood, there was a couple of questions around a few a few players' performances, wasn't there? Um, and yeah, I think uh, I was really happy with yeah, you'd say really happy. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I tweeted back to the Vale asking who man of the match is, and I voted for my man of the match and said, however, sixteen players in the Vale shirt put on a great shift today. Yeah, definitely, and, think, and that's all sixteen. Yeah, I de- definitely think we should, we talk about them because I like. I, I want to do it a bit back to front and talk about one of the subs first of all. Go on, because then. I've, go for it before I, we talk about your pre-match thoughts. Yeah, I, I've rightly, ha- well, in my opinion, I've rightly hammered him when he's played wing back. But I think Planty needs a massive shout out today because I thought he was very mature at the back defensively, and it's one of the big criticisms. We, I, we all know what James Plant can do going forward, and I, I've got no concerns about James Plant going forward. Defensively, he's worried me because Barnsley, he was caught out of position. Fleetwood, he was caught a couple of times and his pace rescued him. But today, I thought when he came on, he was fantastic at wing back. I I think he defended really well. He did the right thing. We we moaned, I can't remember when it was, but Smithy, maybe two seasons ago, down in the corner, decided to kick the ball up the line and we ended up conceding from it. Planted today booted one into the paddock and was just like, no, we we reset. And it was things like that that was a, a very mature performance. And him and the Yak seemed to have a good relationship together. And I was just really impressed by him. It was a mature substitutes performance. Coming on in a position where he, he came in, came on the pitch in a different position. Yes, he did. He came on as one of the two behind the front man. Yeah, so, so it and was... looked good there, must be said. looked very good there. He did, but like I say, I, I just think it's one of them that I've, I've, in my opinion, rightly hammered his defensive performances. So I think it'd be very harsh not to shout out, shout out when, when he has had a good one. Yeah, and as we're doing this, it's obviously my turn. I'm going to shout out Gab Massey because I thought Gab Massey come on today, played behind the front two when he could, behind the front one as two of the attacking midfielders, but with more of a license to get wide. Probably a position he's more comfortable with. And played very well when he come on, Gab Massey. Beat his man a couple of times, stretched him, bit of pace about him. Looked dangerous. Gab Massey, absolutely fantastic when he come on today. So there's my bit of rumble pie as well. Gab Massey, fantastic. That's what we want from you. Yeah. Andy, pick a sub. <laughs> pick a sub, any sub. Oh, God, who came on? Um, Cass, come on with an added time. So, to be fair, didn't put a foot wrong. Come on, an added time. You also had... James who Wilson. Big James Wilson, come um, on. I was going to give a shout out to the fans, really, because I thought cool. um, those people who've turned up to the two home games on Tuesday and uh, today 
they haven't transmitted any sort of negativity or nervousness or or any sort of bad vibes after last Saturday to the team. I think they've come and they've been positive and they've stayed to the end and they've clapped everyone off. And it feels like we can put last Saturday behind us now. It, it, it's, it's still there, obviously, but it feels like we've fully responded. I don't think a lot of people would have thought we'd win both home games in, in the EFL Cup and in the league today. But, you know, we're a club that has the tendency to turn anything into a crisis and we haven't turned last Saturday into a crisis. We've just responded in the best possible way. And I think we've shown a hell of a lot of character in these last two games, more so than, than any technical ability or whatever. I'm not too bothered about that. I'm just really pleased with the character that has been shown to get the reaction and get a couple of wins because the season, the, the, the mould could have been made, you know, the die could have been cast for a struggle and it hasn't. And hopefully that will be what sets the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah, good point. Well made. Right, so Johnny, before kick-off, interesting how the midfield six works. Not sure we have enough to play the channels with Thomas up front. A lot of responsibility for the young lad. Midfield's full of energy, but they've got to work hard to support Thomas. Back three is the best without Barmer for me. Yeah. I thought before the game. Yeah, I think I think it was it was very interesting to see how it worked as a six, and it was nice to see it was a it was kind of a two in behind, wasn't it? So yeah. it was nice to see that, and I think it the, once they got once they settled down and got used to it, the first. 15, 20 minutes was a bit shaky at times and a couple of players felt like they needed that 10 minutes to 10, 15 to pick themselves up and get involved in it heavily. Um, it was it was near on perfect performance. I mean, clean sheet, clean sheet penalty save, goal, we, we hit the woodwork, we we created enough chances to win, win the game of football comfortably. Only minor criticism and it is just a minor criticism we've got to get better at finishing because that game could have been put to bed with five minutes to go and you're getting into that six minutes of added time and and not worrying yeah and it's not even necessarily finishing it's making the right decision in the final third because twice we got three on two in our favor yeah and probably could have done more with it than we ended up doing but it's like that well, ojo chance. yeah that ojo chance though at the end as well it's yeah. like You've got you've got to be putting that away, and that yeah. that's if it, it's a minor criticism today because we've won. If we'd lost one nil and we'd had them two or three chances that we'd had and hadn't put one away, it's a major criticism, isn't it? So obviously yeah. football's very much dictated on results. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's my only negative of the day. But it's something that's quite quite easily rectified. I mean, like something that you can work on. It's not. You're not sat there thinking, oh, this is a major rebuild problem or something yeah. like that. And I don't believe we'll play like that every game either because Reading play a 4-4-2. Four, four, so we've, we've set up in a in a way to help everyone. Yeah, I'm with you. And talking about Crosby before I ask you for a rating, etc. He's done a lot to, what's the word? Alleviate any fears I had. 
I think that's the right way of putting it. Tuesday, I still wasn't convinced. I'll be honest. And yeah, I think you I said on the pod, I'm still not convinced. You wanted a clean sheet today, is what you said, to, to completely do it. I wanted a compact performance where we stopped them creating opportunities and showed that as good as we look going forward, we can defend and we can stop teams. I saw that today and actually I have now got no problems with Andy Crosby as manager. I think he's going to do a great job. Does that mean that we're not going to have some games where we can see goals? Of course it doesn't. Does not mean we're going to have some games where we're crap? Of course it doesn't. But actually I've seen today that he can set a side up to stop the other team having chances while still creating chances. It wasn't just gungo like it felt on Tuesday. And obviously Barnsley, we just couldn't defend for the love and the money. He's shown today he can set that side up. He does know how to set a side up to both defend and attack in equal measures and get the balance right. So really happy with Andy Crosby tonight and great performance overall, great tactics. And I'll come to you for a rating in a minute. Johnny, Andy, anything to add on the coaching staff, Crosby and the tactics? Um, I'd be interested to know if, if Wilson's nearer to full match fitness, would he come in rather than this formation and the team we've picked? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there was, if, We've picked that for a specific tactical idea or if it's because, you know, Ellis wasn't available, Wilson wasn't quite there in terms of fitness. So we've had to sort of go with what we've got and and, and it's landed the way it has. Um, so, yeah, it might have been pragmatic. It might have been because we, we saw a plan of what we were trying to do. But at the end of the day, it's come off. We have to uh, play a hand the way it was dealt. Yeah, and I'll give him full credit and say he planned it, but who knows. Johnny, rating for Crosby and the coaching staff on today. For me, it felt planned um, because everyone seemed to know the jobs. And I think that's always a case of, that always makes it feel a bit more planned than not when, when you look at the players and that they're not looking around like kind of thinking, oh, who's supposed to be doing that sort of thing. So I'd say it was planned. I think subs, he timed perfection. We we didn't wait to make a sub when we were on top as well. It, was, it wasn't it was a case of, oh, we'll, we'll wait a second. It was, no, I'm making these subs. This is the idea. We need some fresh legs. So it was almost perfect performance from, from a manager. It may have been a bit too negative for her home, but again, it's, 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 it's the type of game, isn't it? You come away with three points. It doesn't really matter if if it was a little, a little negative. So for me, it was an, it was a nine today. If if we worked walked out two three goals ahead, I might not be thinking it was that negative. But possession says we didn't have a lot of it, so we were soaking up a bit, and we did feel like a counter attack team, and it felt more like a away performance than a than a home one. But you've got to take into consideration. Reading Championship side last season, albeit a very shit one, but they're a Championship side. They've got Championship players. They're signing Championship players. They're being linked with ex-Premier League players. So you've got to take all that into account. And I think we've done a really good job. And it's credit to Crosby, but credit to the players as well for implementing that. Yep, agree with you. And yes, they were the shit Championship side last year, but I think I'm right in saying they only got relegated because of the points deduction. They'd have stayed up without it. Possibly, but then weren't they top after about five games, though? Oh, yeah, they were, yeah. They were top after about yeah. five games. And I think they'd have stayed up without the points deduction. So, yes, they were a poor championship side, but good enough to not be in bottom three. And they kept a lot of them players. 
So we had to yeah. go and do a job and did it and agree with you. Uh, let's move on to Ref Watch before we go into the plays then. Brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Get yourselves over there if you need some glasses fixing, whether they're your sunnies that we've had a bit of sun the last couple of days, your readers because you won't read something, or you're watching tally and your tally glasses are broke. Go over to repair-glasses.co.uk. Um, Ref Watch, five out of ten for me today. The rules. The new rules, again, make the game much more enjoyable. And I thought it was good that, again, you aren't having players kicking the ball away, etc., picking the ball up, walking off with it. And he didn't have to deal with that today, so I can't comment on how he'd deal with it. However, at one point, and Johnny Uden because he was in front of the laundry stand, a Reading player waved the imaginary card at the referee. That's a yellow card under the new rules, and he didn't do anything about it. I thought he was very lenient with bookings, to be honest. There was a point where Vale were breaking, and he gave a free kick against Reading, rightly so, and didn't boot the play, which was a booking offence. Um, he probably he didn't do any major decisions wrong, but there was a few sorts of decisions that he got wrong for both sides. And I think both sides would go, oh, the ref was a bit poor today. Um, as for the penalty, Stonewall penalty, no issues with that. Can't remember who the player was. I'm sure one of you two will tell me. But absolute Stonewall penalty. Go on, Johnny, you've just unmuted, so I'm guessing you're going to tell me. No, I was, I was sneezing. I mean, fair enough. Sneeze, so fair uh, enough. Bless you. But yeah, um, I, I was going to ask you about the penalty in terms of whether you thought it was a boot, like a booking or not. No, but, he's dangled leg. He's dangled a leg. The Reading lad's gone over it. It's not like a tackle that's worth a yellow card. Fair enough. So no, it wasn't. Um, Andy, you've got a question on ref watch. I hope. Go on. You've got a question on ref watch. Yesterday, earlier in the group, I was going to let you ask it. Yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. Andy Carroll, should he have been sent off for the eye boot on Smithy? I, my instinct was it was a bit more than a yellow, um, but I wasn't sure if it was a red. That's why I asked, that's why I mentioned it in the WhatsApp group. Says, what do you think of it? And, and looking at the, looking at the photo, yeah, it's a very high foot. I thought yeah. maybe Smithy was ducking into it, but he isn't. Andy Carroll, the way he's, it's not great body language to be leaning back. And I mean, that's not something the ref can really have anything to do with. It just seems like poor, like a little bit lazy, sort of stretched a leg rather than maybe challenging for the ball properly. But at the time I thought, you know, you've seen one or two red cards in the modern game that are dangerous play high foot. Um, There was one in the league cup for Colchester in the week. Now he went in like a, ton of bricks on the Cardiff player. Yeah, bull in the China Andy, shop. Andy Carroll's not done that. But I, I just think, you, you look at how high it is, probably meets the bar for dangerous play in the modern game. Mm. And I, at the time I was thinking, these days, is that a red? And and I, I was I was actually hoping you'd come on and, and tell tell us what what the guidelines are for a referee. Now, just before, you, just before you do, just to throw my three pence worth in. Yeah, go on. At the time of it happening, I thought it looked like, not like Smithy had ducked, but I thought he'd nodded his head downwards. So when Carroll lifted his foot, it wasn't that high. From that still, Smithy's jumping and he's a half a foot off the ground. So Andy Andy Carroll's foot's nearly seven foot in the air. Mm. So I think that's dangerous play. And I'm, I'd be saying red card now. And I think if VAR looked at it, it, it could be a different story. 
Yeah, and do you know what? I actually agree with everything you've just said. Cause in the ground, there in person, I was like, yellow cards right there. Feels as though we yellow cards right. And the truth is, a ref could argue yellow or red. And as long as he can justify what he's given and why he's given it, it could be either. So there's no clear, is it yellow, is it red? I did a bit of research on Nixon who was coming up. So serious foul play, the language around serious foul play and the laws of the game is a tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality must be sanctioned as serious foul play. Now, as he used excessive force or brutality, I don't think he has. But could you argue that he's endangered the safety of opponents? I think you could. Yeah, if you so, fix Ed Heights, then yeah. absolutely. So you could argue that. And if a ref said, you know what, for me, he's endangered the safety of an opponent, then yes, it's a red card. A yellow card offence comes under... Where are we? It actually comes under unsporting behaviour, a foul tackle for yellow card. And it goes under... Where have I, I've just... I've photoshopped the word... It was just a felt like in the ground. I, I thought, has nobody else seen this? The, the reaction in the ground wasn't like, you know, normally when there's a red card offence, there's a, there's a gasp and, or there's a, yes, everyone goes mental. And, and there just wasn't that. It, it, I think it, maybe the ref got his yellow card out because of the, the tone of the crowd. Sometimes that, that plays a part, doesn't it? Or it feels like yeah, it, it does. Plays a part. No, it does. The wording under unsporting behaviour is there are different circumstances when a player must be cautioned for unsporting behaviour, including if, and then there's loads of bullet points, but the one that comes to this one is, so including if a player commits in a reckless manner a direct free kick offence. So the truth is, you could argue yellow because you could say it's a reckless manner. You could argue red saying he's endangered the safety of an opponent. Now, for me, he's put his foot in the air. Smithy's kind of come on the head or he's caught Smith in the face. I would probably, if I'm refing, say it's in a reckless manner. He hasn't kind of gone in with brute force. He hasn't, like the Colchester one in midweek, for those that have seen it. So for me, I think a yellow feels right. But if anyone wants to argue with red and say it is endangering the opponent, I wouldn't argue against that either. I'd say it was two yellows because he's actually pulling his shirt to try, try and drag him down as he heads it. So it's two yellows. A yellow for the, yeah. the shirt or a yellow for kicking him in the face. Send yeah. him off. He's a big donkey dosser. Yeah, he is a donkey. And I was shouting donkey at him from the boxes which I don't know how well that went down but yeah some idiot paid 35 million pounds for him 35 million pounds someone paid for him yeah was it Kenny Dalglish I think so yeah so (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let Kenny off it's a senior moment Um, I I was just going to say he was determined to walk a tightrope for the rest of the game as well you know he was having his little fits when he wasn't getting things going his way he was getting more and more wound up I, I wasn't quite sure how that little battle with Nathan Smith was, was going to head, but I, I'm glad glad the way it did. A lot of Reading fans on social media seem pretty disappointed that he was playing anyway. They should have, that a lot of the consensus is from them is that he should have given a lot more of the kids um, the nod who played in the League Cup and they beat Millwall the other night. And yeah. I think they subbed, they feel like they subbed the wrong man off when he subbed um, the um, other guy. Yeah. Yeah, the name. yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to bring Carroll off because with five minutes into the second half, he looked over to the bench, just totally dejected as though, say, what's happening? And he just didn't look that interested, if I'm honest. And 
if I was a Reading fan, I'd be very disappointed. And you two might not have picked up from this where you were. At the end of the game, nine Reading players that were on the pitch went over and clapped the away fans. Andy Carroll and one other just went straight up the tunnel. Didn't go over to the away fans. Yeah, I, th- I think we've seen some ex-Premier League players down Vale Park in the, in, in the years. We've seen them coming to the end of the careers like Houlihan when he was at Cambridge. Who yeah. ran the show and was classy. We've seen yeah. some players that maybe played 10, 15 games in the Premier League and just didn't cut it and have dropped down the leagues. The Andy Carroll ones just are such a such a weird sort of how it's happened. Because he went from being a £35 million striker again in the England squad scoring goals to kind of just dropping down because of injury and then there was questions on his attitude and, and stuff like that. And you expect Andy Carroll to come in, be an absolute brutus in the air, cause cause you issues all game and have a touch of class about him in terms of play. Now, he showed it a couple of times what he can do with it at the feet. And whether they're not playing to his strengths or whether they just see him as an head on the stick, I don't know. I just think... You, you should be utilising a bloke like that loads more. So has he lost his ability, which happens? We've seen players that we all know are, are, are top players who just lose their ability through injury and stuff like that. Or is he just not asked and he's just happy that he's probably on a very good wage? We won't throw out because we know how it upsets people like last year with Barry Bannon being upset yeah. by his wage. But um, I'm, I'm expecting Andy Carroll be in and around double that sort of yeah double figures i'd say yeah, yeah. so yeah we'll wrap ref watch up there to be fair yeah. um actually i think i've been harsh with a five i think six it was an average performance i thought he did one or two things well uh um, let the game flow well yeah there's there's always things you're going to moan about he played a good advantage in the build-up to our goal yes which yeah. i'm claiming an assist for plant and that was plant is the lad that got fouled yeah and i was thinking at the time God, I just prefer the free kick, load the box and get a set piece in there because I felt as though we <laughs> weren't going to do anything from open play, but hey-ho. Yeah, and he didn't get drawn into Andy Carroll's games when he was throwing himself to the ground and all that. So I've talked him up to a seven, you know, maybe he was slightly better than average, but mm. he did miss some thingies. I've been told by someone in the paddock, Johnny, and you were in the paddock, that the tackle on Josh Thomas just before half-time actually was a very good tackle. Mm-hmm. Two on one. <laughs> I don't think it was. I was in the launch, so I've got a blind side view of it. So I'm not going to comment either way. Tom, Tom, for me, Tom Thomas was pushed into their lad, which nearly, which could have broke their lad's leg. That's the thing, because the, the tackle on Thomas came from behind Thomas. Right, so uh, the lad in front of him's got the ball, but the lad behind him on the yeah, the lad, the lad behind him's grabbed hold of him and pushed him, and Thomas has gone clattering into the lad in front. Look, yeah. Like it could have honestly, it, it it could have broke his leg. Yeah, like it was it was it wasn't pretty. It, it that was a foul all day long and twice on a Sunday. Fair enough. I think the message I had from my cousin who was in there was more the lad that's won the ball rather than the one Joe? from behind. He's probably looking at him. Was this Joe messaging you? No, Tom. Oh, I was going to say because I think I saw Joe today. Yeah. Uh, if, if if it was Joe messaging you, then they're wondering he doesn't think it's a foul. 
yeah that's fair that's yeah. very fair to be fair but yeah so yeah there we go that was that one let's go on to the team then we're 40 minutes in and... I, I just want to ask one more thing about refereeing as 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 a generalization yeah have we missed have we missed the memo about added time because oh, it's well it just it just seemed a, a lot more reasonable today like and i don't know if you watched the man city game yesterday that seemed a lot more reasonable considering that De Bruyne was down for quite a while and stuff stuff, stuff like that. It just feels like they've gone, do you know what, actually stopping the play for every single thing and adding 10 minutes on isn't a good use of time and they've kind of settled on, well, we'll just add about five or six on. Maybe because it did feel about right. So to be fair, first off, we said before the board went up, you're looking at about six minutes because the stoppages in the first half, you've got Thomas being injured. And then yeah. being injured at the same time, you got the stopwatch for the penalty. Yeah. So six felt, felt about right. And probably six may have been a bit shy in second half when you think about it. Although we ended up playing about eight, didn't we? Because uh, Cass coming on Naddy time. Yeah, so exactly. no, nothing's officially changed. No memos come out to referees on it. And the one thing I will say is a few people were frustrated that Josh Thomas was off the pitch for 30 seconds after he got fouled. Again, just to reiterate for those that didn't listen to some of the summer pods, the new law of the game is that if a player gets treatment, he has to be off the pitch for 30 seconds of the ball being in play, unless the player that fouled him has been booked or sent off, and then he doesn't have to. But if a player receives streams, and the Reading lad did as well, they have to be off the pitch for 30 seconds of the ball in play. And it's to stop these players feigning injury. And obviously, the goalies are exempt from that. You're not going to play 30 seconds without a keeper. It would be fun. Although no, they, the goalie never received treatment then. They both stood there for 30 seconds and Reading just knocked the ball sideways and backwards for 30 seconds until they could both come back on. So yeah. it was all a bit pointless really in the end. In all fairness, Reading knocked the ball sideways and backwards for about half an hour. <laughs> half, so uh, I think that was just their game plan. But let's move on. I'm going to mix it up because, Johnny, you've got the certain six players compared to Andy in midweek. So I'm going to start with you, Andy. In goal, number one, the BFG, Connor Ripley. Yeah, he had, he had one big thing to do today, didn't he? Um, one one shot on target to save. And he did it. Um, a little bit cheeky, maybe. He uh, might have stolen a, a yard or two, but fair play to him. Um, other than that, I mean, it wasn't his busiest game in terms of what else he had to do. I thought he made himself available for back passes, was willing to take the ball on in, in tough, tight situations. Um, and he kicks the ball really well, maybe a bit too well sometimes, but, you know, he he, he gets the ball away. Um, I'm very pleased with him. He's, he's won, I'm not, not saying the fans were against him, but he's won the fans over in the last couple of games and, uh, and, and they love him. Yeah, new signing coming in, they've got to... Not get fans on side, as you say, because that's the wrong thing to say, but it's a new personality for fans to either take to or not take to, and fans have taken to him, haven't they? Johnny, Connor Ripley. Yeah, I think look, it, it, it comes to something that we're, we're now talking about too, too good of a possession as, as, as almost a, a negative in terms of how, he, how he's kicking us sometimes. Like, it's, he, he can clear the pitch, can't he? And that's a bloody big pitch to clear. I just love him. I, I I am I I'm a, I'm a, I adore everything about him. He's a presence. He came and caught that one at, at the corner of his six yard box today, which was a good ball in. 
which we we were critical of him against Barnsley. And I know it's a little bit of a different situation, but he came and commanded. He makes a penalty save. And I tell you what, I need the first few... I've seen the, seen the penalty as he runs up. I need the, the few seconds before. Because from the paddock, he stood there with his right hand to the side of him, just waving it at Andy Carroll as if like he's trying to get his attention and make him look that way and go that way. And I think that's subtle shit outery because I don't know I don't know how much the ref would like that. No, as long as he's on his line, he's not shaking the goals, moving the net, etc. You can do that. Yeah, but I like that because he was just he was just shaking his hand at him, like waving towards him, and that's going to pick up your eye if because I imagine his hand in gloves is fucking huge because yeah. the lad the lad's not small, is he? So all yeah. the giant hands. Well, yeah, that's it. The penalty save was was a good save. He got a firm hand on it, and it went very far wide. And I think he's done everything he needed to today. So proper kudos to him, and a, a, a solid nine out of ten. Save a penalty, you've got to be up there. Yeah, got beaten. Some people would have thought man of the match. I wasn't going with Connor Ripley just for the penalty save because, as you say, he had nothing else to do. But he hasn't put a foot wrong today, and a little bit of legal shit housing. What is legal shit housing now? Where he just had the ball down to his feet and waited for Red and close him down. Can't take that out of the laws of the game because the ball's in play. Yeah. And, and he did, and it, that, that. did it well. I'll tell you one thing I didn't like, actually. Oh, nearly, nearly gave me a heart attack in the first half. Please don't ever try a Cruyff turn again. Oh, yes. Yes. I'd forgot about that. Yeah. I've just, well, but when you were saying it, I was just like, actually, you know, the Cruyff turn. Oh, yeah. please, please don't ever do one of them again. He's a no, bit but, too big to be doing stuff like that. Yes, but as he got away with it, we'll let him off. Yeah. yeah well, that's... we're on the subject of penalties. Did anyone what? watch um, France Australia no. earlier today? Great penalty shootout. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. It no. went on forever. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't all brilliant penalties. You know, a lot of them were, were a bit rubbish, but it was great drama. Yeah. And France, that's what France we did that new fandangle thing, didn't they, of bringing on a specialist penalty to, penalty stopper? Yeah, the thing the keeper's quite a decent, and she saved a couple. You know, it wasn't her fault they lost. Yeah, oh, there we go. Right, moving on, Johnny. Right of the back three today, Captain Nathan Smith. Not sure if Andy Carroll's got out of his pocket yet. Uh, I tell you what, absolute battlers, warriors, captains, whatever you want to call it. Nathan Smith did. Like, he's unfortunate for me that one on one other. I'd had an had an absolute stormer today because he would have been my man of the match today. Cause I thought he was fucking brilliant today. He won every battle against Andy Carroll. And let's be honest, we've all been critical of Smithy against other players that are similar to Carroll. He's I know it was a few years back now and he's a lot older, but he's had torrid times against Akin Fenwar a lot in the past. And you said Bears, Dale Taylor bullied him. Yep. So and to a degree, I think Devante Cole bullied him the, the other week. So yeah. to, to to come and put in that performance against Andy Carroll, and I don't want to keep harping on about it because everyone knows who he is and whatnot, but to do that, Smithy was brilliant. I thought the nosebleed he had a couple of times on getting down that right wing, I don't ever want to see him shooting from 25 yards out again. I think that was, that, that, that was strange by Smithy, but we'll... We'll let we'll let him off as we'll, we'll chalk that one down to excitement. But he did everything you want from a defender, and and I know that we know he doesn't because he doesn't. 
saying he doesn't get dragged into these silly games is wrong because he causes the silly games. But he never reacts to the silly games, does he? No. He, he, he creates them, and he's got he's got some form of temperament that allows him to create it, get get a slap, get a kick, a push, whatever, and he doesn't rise to it. One thing he did do was when Andy Carroll, after he'd had the penalty, was asking for another one, Sniffy did tap him on the head and just give that little smile at him as he ran past him, and I thought that was brilliant shit shithousery. And um, that when Carroll tripped, pulled him down. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was. Um, yeah. You see why I, I I would have pulled him down for the same thing as well because it would have really really got to me. But yeah, and at one point Andy Carroll had him in an headlock and then DDT'd him. But you know, different kettle of fish in it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The nine as well up there with with Ripley in terms of defining. It 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 was great. So I was really happy with him. Yeah, I'm with you. Great Nathan Smith performance, Andy. Yeah, that was right up his street today, wasn't it? That sort of battle. Um, I think it might have been Phil Sproson on on the radio coming home made a good point that he's probably been moved to the right rather than the middle of the three because um, Reading... I think we expected Reading to play the big diagonal ball quite a lot and for Andy Carroll to try and pull off one of or other of the wide centre-halves. So maybe him in the middle was would have been a little bit wasted um yeah um I, I also thought he seemed to offer a lot more today in terms of being a real leader on the pitch it felt as though he wasn't that last week at Barnsley but today it felt as though he, he stood up and, and was counted a lot more um that that's that's more like the Nathan Smith um we know and love wasn't it yeah with your absolute quality. Um, Andy, you first, Dan Jones in the middle. Right. Um, I thought there were two sides to Dan Jones's performance today. Uh, defensively, I thought he was um, good, um, solid. Um, it's with the ball, his feet, that I really wasn't pleased with. There was a couple of really sloppy ones first half. There was a, um, was it the back pass second half? Was that him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he called the back pass. Well, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what he was doing if it wasn't. Maybe he's going for the two, right goal. <laughs> maybe he's going for yeah. two own goals in two weeks. <laughs> it's just a good job. It was wider the goal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just. Um. I think particularly as the game wore on, um, I didn't notice him, and because he's now got the sort of haircut that makes him blend in with a lot of other players. I don't really notice him on the pitch as much as I should do, but I think that's a sign of he was having a good game, was that he wasn't standing out as doing anything bad or or whatever. I think I think he had a, a steady game. He's just on the ball. His distribution needs to improve a lot, I'm afraid. Um, but all in all, um, can't grumble too much. Johnny? No, I think I think I think you're spot on. I think, like you say, you can't grumble too much. Um, Distribution-wise, he hasn't he hasn't hit the level that he did last season. There was a couple of he tried a couple of the cross-field things that we kind of know and love from him, and they just either didn't get off the ground or were a bit lofted. I think I, I personally feel his throw is now because it feels flatter. Don't know what obviously Bez you being up a bit higher and Andy being behind the goal felt, but it felt 
his throws felt a bit more flatter and a bit more dangerous. I'd agree. Uh, I'd agree. The only thing is, and you again, you I was up high, so you probably see it more. As he's throwing it kind of towards the front post, or that's where it's getting, and all of our players are at the back post, so Reading had three headers to add it away. Yeah, we we do. We, I think we probably do need work on it, but it just it does feel a bit more directional now. So that that was positive. I think defensively he was sound, and he was the he he was the foil with that back three of of the Yak and Smithy having men. So he was able to do it, do his little bit, and play try and be the footballer. And that kind of did, like Andy just said, did let him down. I don't, I didn't notice a lot of him after that either. So he was defending well. He won his fair share of headers and he was tidying up nicely. And towards the end, he did launch one when it was needed. So that was, that was good. I think it's the performance that Dan Jones needed after Barnsley and not playing midweek. Um, because it's it just felt like a middle of the road performance. So six out of ten, sound for me. I mean, like you're not always going to put in worldies, and hopefully you're never going to put in as bad performances as Barnsley. We know people are going to have bad ones, but yeah, it, it's a good building block for Jonesy to regain that bit of confidence and maybe the trust from the fans as well, because yeah. everyone's going to going to look at that back pass and be a bit like, oh, it could have cost us. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could cost you. Um, but it didn't, so we'll, we'll mark that one up as payback from the week before. Yep, fair enough. Agree with everything you both said. I think he probably deserves a seven over a six. Yes, the distribution at times wasn't great, but he's been part of a back line that's kept a clean sheet against the side that were in the Championship last year. And yeah, I know they've lost a few games, but agree with everything you both said on his performance. For me, probably deserves a seven. But, fair enough. It, it's all opinions. And moving on, sponsored by the Ale and Vale podcast on the left of the back three, making his home league debut, the Yak. You, Johnny? Me? Um, I think I think he gave the penalty away, did he? I don't know who gave the penalty away, but whoever did, it was sloppy defending. I, I, I think I, I'm almost convinced he gave the penalty away. Um. But yeah, it might actually be Dan Jones thinking about it, where about on the pitch it was. But yeah, we, we might have to reassess. But I think he gave the penalty away anyway. Um, he he's a leader. Now, one of the things that we saw in the second half was he was screaming at Connor Ripley to get his head on and concentrate. He was he was talking to the players around him. He was he was telling Planty what to do and stuff like that. And he was winning his fair share of headers and tidying up. And apart from one, which he, he tried to launch and trickled along the floor, thought his distribution was well. Um, didn't look as scared of the ball as he did at Castletown, which I know is pre-season and all that, but it tickled me and Andy a little bit. Right, I've just watched the penalty back. It was Dan Jones. Fair enough. So Dan Jones is six. Is, um... Yeah, I'm with you now for the six. I don't put him up to a seven. Yeah. It was a bit of sloppy defending that, leaving the leg out. But yeah, like that, that's because him, him and the Yak look quite similar now with the with the short buzz cuts. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I thought I thought the the Yak was everything that we'd signed, really. 
I thought he'd, he'd helped in the air. He was good. He was strong. He was he communicated well, and it was a solid. It's now an eight out of ten performance for me. I thought it was wasn't quite as wasn't quite as demanding and, and commanding as Smithies, but a new lad breaking in. He showed real leadership qualities, and I think that was really important, especially in a game like today. Yeah, agree with you. Exactly what we wanted someone at the back to shore it up, especially after seeing nine in two games, did what we wanted from him. Andy? Yeah, that's a um, good shout from Johnny. Um, I, I, he reminds me a little bit of Sam Collins after he first came. You know, I, I think he had a couple of, not ropey, but, you know, it took, it took us a while to sort of work out what he was. And when, when he just got, you know, settled in and he just concentrated on ed, editing it and kicking it, he became a, a good player and yeah today he, he was very good and uh, never really looked in any trouble when he was um getting into aerial battles he was very happy for andy carroll to come across and start playing on his side and he, he just dealt with him very comfortably um very happy with what he does he's um yeah if he's happy if, if he wants to be a no-nonsense defender all all the better you know let him let him um, do what he needs to do, heading the ball away, kicking the ball away. Um, I, I can't imagine he'll be um, messing about trying to play little fancy passes or triangles or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm very, very pleased he was in, in the three today. And good, good game. Yeah, I'm with you. Good game, good game. <laughs> Moving on, on the right of midfield, because I've got it as a 3-4-2-1. So on the right of midfield, Tom Sang, Andy. Yeah, hold on. Just Sang going backwards. Um, right, yeah. Sorry, I was on the other page for Sang. Um, I'm not sure if I prefer him as a defensive midfielder or if I prefer him as right wing back. I, I, I'm leaning a bit towards defensive midfielder, although today I thought he was good. Um, I'm probably going to be repeating myself with quite a few players today when I say that um, as the game wore on they got a lot better and they started just um, shining a little bit more Uh, however I thought particularly when in the first half when there were a lot of periods where we didn't have a lot of possession he had to stay disciplined um, in that right wing back role and just, just not get caught ball watching or Get, get the ball sort of threaded round or past him. So um, I thought he did um, his usual wing-back stuff well. Um, joined in when we needed to go forward, made himself available, but was was really disciplined to try and not get done too much down his side. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot better than the second half at Barnsley, which was the only other sort of reference I've got for him being a wing-back. Yeah, with you, with everything you've said, for me, I prefer him in the centre. However, he did a job for us today. Did it, as you say, did it fine. You saw when Mitch Clark come on, what a specialist in that position can do. I hate compared, you. I've just taken you words off. You, you have, yeah. You've stolen my thunder. But you carry on. You carry, you carry on. I'll carry on, yeah. So yeah, for me, he showed that he can be a square peg in a round hole when we need him. But a specialist win back brings you something different. But did everything he needed to do well, Johnny? What did you think about Tom Sang today? Um, copy paste Bezer. <laughs> but no, I think I think I think you're right. I think he's he feels a more of a def- 
maybe more of a full back than wing back when he's playing there. Um, because he feels defensively stronger than offensively. It's it's an odd one. I'm still getting used to it not being Worrell there. Hmm. Um, because at times in the first 15 or so, 15, 20 minutes, there was there was chances where you just think, oh, just 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 knock it and run, run past your man sort of thing. And then you realise actually it's not his, that's not his speciality. But then Mitch came on and did exactly what you want from a wing back. Yeah. But though Sang really helped the team out, I think he does dig his heels in and he is he is he is the sort of bloke that you want in the trenches with you. Um and He's growing. It's it's not his position. He's he's doing a job out there. So let let's see, let's see what happens in the next sort of three or four weeks. Now that it looks like Mitch is back fit, and um, let's see where Sang fits in because he probably didn't do enough to retain the shirt, but he's probably done enough to retain a shirt if that makes sense. But then trying to find one out of that midfield, good luck. So um, it's a lot easier conundrum for this, harder conundrum for this Tuesday than last for me um, because players have actually, it's easier to drop players after a bad performance, isn't it, than try try and fix, well, try and improve on a performance like that. So, um, but yeah, six for me. I think it was solid, but not spectacular. Um, But that's sometimes what you need. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm moving on and we'll do it here because I'm sure it's going to be unanimous. The Paralysis Man of the Match, Paralysis Escape Room's Man of the Match. Get yourselves over to Paralysis Escape Room in Hanley. A horror escape room that we've been. You will shit yourself. But we didn't shit ourselves today at the performance of Ollie Arblaster. What a fucking lad. I shit myself about the performance. But I'm being recalled already. Yeah, Sheffield United fans are losing their head about the fact that they've put three youth team players on the on the bench today in the Premier League, and the owners are falling out with the the manager still, and there's 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 a lot of issues there. I'm hoping that recall clause is is at least till January, because yeah, I haven't seen that. It will be January. I don't think they can put yeah, a recall clause in for August. Yeah, I don't think you can after a month. I think that's the National League sort of thing. So I know Stockport have recalled their centre mid from Rochdale and that's why Tommy ended up going there. Right. Um so I think that's just non league sort of loans. I think they're more month by month than yes. They set Rochdale period. had a decent win today, didn't they? They did. I haven't, haven't seen. Um, one nil. Tommy Tommy played or not, but I saw he came him. on off the bench. There we go. Already but looped. We, but we digress because yeah. Ollie Arblasty. Yeah, Luke for, for everything that's come out after the game about about his granddad dying on Friday, I tell you something, that performance is a performance that his granddad sat up there with a beer going, that's my boy. Yeah. Because that's a fucking amazing performance. That lad, if you watch that game back and you said, there's a centre midfielder there that's 18 years old, you're not picking Ollie Arblaster out as 18 without looking at him because he looks like a, a young lad, doesn't he? But yeah, and pitch, if you said there's a centre midfielder on that pitch that's come through Man United's academy, you'd have probably yeah. gone, it's that lad for Vale, isn't there? Yeah, not, not Charlie Savage, yeah. yeah. And that's it. 
but there is there is so so much about him. He's composed on the ball. He's good with both feet. He's clever. He's not scared of a tackle. He's just he's just really impressive, and he did everything today. He he was slipping passes in the channels, perfectly weighted. He he's he's made himself undroppable after two games now. Well, two. He's, he's just made himself undroppable because he's 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 that person that's got the ability to open the door, and I just I, I just love him. I think do you know when I, when I was saying I think it was after Barnsley that I was like, where's my Tom Pett or Luke Joyce coming? He shouldn't because you should never fall in love with a lone player. It always ends badly. But Oli oh, Blaster, what a what a bloke! Yeah. Like just just every everything and. He's, it's a nine out of ten. He could have he, he could have could have scored. Um, his shooting needs a little bit of improvement, um, but you know, it's, it's well worthy of man of the match. Yeah, I'm with you. And obviously, as I said, I put man of the match in the stadium, and it was Oli Arblast. It. I didn't know at that point anything about his granddad, and I think that shows you that the performance in itself was worth man of the match without knowing that. But to do that the night, well, the day after your granddad's passed away, you, as he said in his tweet. Spent hours running him up and down the country for his football. What a boy! Because to put it, I'm not sure I could have composed myself the day after and put a performance like that on. What a player! And as you say, Johnny, they say don't fall in love with a lone player. I feel a right slot because I fell in love with two at the same time. Andy, <laughs> moving on to Oli Arblasty. Yeah, when when we signed him, I I imagined we what we probably were signing was was a very technically gifted young kid who maybe needs to come down the leagues to learn to get a bit more streetwise, to grow up a bit and to um, just toughen up. What we've actually got is a very, very good, mature player who, who already knows his way around a football pitch and, and can um, and can stand toe-to-toe with some pretty good League One midfielders already. Um, like, like a lot of players, you know, when we were second best for a, a long period in the first half, I, I felt that he was the one that single-handedly dragged us back into that game. So at some point midway, sort of maybe two-thirds of the way through the first half, he was starting to just sort of, yeah, we seemed a little bit sluggish, second best in terms of um, how many touches we needed or, or just... He, he was the one who seemed to just do things that little bit quicker and get the ball moving and start getting us into situations where we had the outlet um, playing it to the wing backs or, or getting the attacking midfielders like our blaster in. He seemed to be the one that was the catalyst to, to start, get us going. Um, and he just kept things moving, kept it nice and um, fluid. And I'm, I'm glad that, um, everybody seemed to notice it as well. Um, it's just just the way he shone out. It, I don't even know what I'm saying now. It it just sort of it it, it just without sort of being like really just being head and shoulders, absolutely bossing the game. He he was quietly just effective and and the best player on the pitch. It's hard to really articulate how he was, but it was, it was, it was mature more than it was um, sort of 
pretty, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do. And on the last pod, I said you couldn't play a midfield three of Arblaster, Ojo and Cheslet. Actually, you could, because I didn't realise Arblaster could play that deep. And I had a chat with him at full time upstairs and I said to him, where do you prefer? Do you prefer behind the front man or do you prefer deep? He says, depends what sort of game it is. He says, but a game like today, actually, I prefer the deeper role where I can get on the ball and dictate play. And he just wants to be on the ball. So if it's that deeper role where he's on the ball, and I know it wasn't them three today, but he's given me now, you know, we could play off the front man or he can play that deeper role as he proved today. And I think that deeper role is there now until further notice. Um, let's move on. Andy, next to Ollie was Funzo. Did girls just want to have Funzo today? Um, disciplined from Funzo. Um, not too flashy, not too spectacular, but I saw what he seemed to be doing was just running laterally across the pitch, just just making himself available and, and fighting little fires, putting fires out here, there and everywhere, really. Um, I didn't think he um, had a spectacular game, but I thought what he did, he, he did did okay. He just um, sat in there and, and did a, a quietly effective job. And I don't think there's really a great deal else I can add to that, really, I'm afraid. Johnny? No, to, to, to be honest, uh, Rory um, was messaging me, asking me, like, why why Funzo doesn't run very quick? Because, like, at times he does just seem to, like, have, have this one-paced sort of jog across everywhere. But when he sprints, he, he's, he has got, he's got a bit of pace about him, hasn't he? Um, I, I think, like Andy's just mentioned, there was, it was a very disciplined performance. He knew what he had to do for the people around him and he executed it well it's not not a flashy job being being a holding midfielder um but it, 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 did, it did enough today it was it was a nice performance it was it was good it was steady like i mentioned minor criticism he should have scored like a minimum you make the keeper make a proper save and i think it was just a bit at the keeper to be honest, uh, he could have scored too because he had the one where the keeper he went under him and come up and went onto the ball, which I think is the one you're talking about. Yeah. And then if you remember in the start of the second half, he had one that fell to him in the box and it fell on his wrong foot and he kind of yeah. just scuffed it where it's actually, if he makes a good connection with that, it's a goal. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about the one, one earlier. So, yeah. But I'd say that's, that's minor criticism. Um, especially from your holding midfielder, part yes. of me does question why is he so far up the pitch. But he has he has got an engine on him to get up and down, so I don't I don't mind don't mind that either. Uh, but yeah, I think solid seven, um, good performance, few bits and pieces that were not noticed in terms of why Andy said fighting little fires here, here, there, and everywhere, picking up some of the slack from a couple of midfielders who are more attack-based, attack so aren't always going to do the unglamorous defensive side of it. Um, but it's probably a key cog, and that's that's kind of how the machine works, and that it, with that midfield five, yeah. maybe, if you class, obviously, the two, the two off your striker. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I thought we asked on the preview to be more compact today harder to create chances against and I think Funzo's a big cog in that 
And for me, I think Funzo's probably your Luke Joyce, your Tom Pett, is the one that maybe this season you aren't going to notice as much, but he's doing all that work in front of the back four, tidying up and winning things. And I think seven feels right. When you're giving Arblast a nine, he feels right at seven. But I think he might be the one that you don't notice as much this year. But actually, when he plays well in front of that back three, that's when we're going to create, they're going to create a lot less. And I think he had a key part to play in that today. So decent performance for Funzo for me. And then Johnny, moving on, on the left was our man Conor Grant. Yeah, um, he, he, seems, he seems to be building building fitness up with every game, doesn't he? Um, he he's been out for a long while, so a pre just one preseason isn't going to really cut it for him. I think as he played 60 minutes-ish in every game now. Um, yeah, about that. Uh, and that's because I think we're asking him to do Saturday, Tuesday. I think once once the game's kind of fact seventy six today, you got subbed on. So so there you go. So so that's he's going through a preseason program real realistically, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but he, he needs it because he's he's been out the best part of ten months. Um, so he's he's going to be lacking match practice. But you saw with his delivery on a few occasions what what he, what he's in the team for. You saw the fact that I thought defensively he was a lot better than he has been. Um, him and the Yak were were very good combination. I think a lot of that's down to the Yak and he he, talk, he doesn't shut up talking, um, and that's what you want from a centre half. Especially but, when we said how quiet they were at Barnsley when the Yak wasn't there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought Grant Grant's was another decent performance without pulling up any trees. Um, so probably a six, um, but yeah, it's it's a good building block, and I can't wait to see a, a fully fit Conor Grant. Yeah, Dave, there was flashes of quality there that where you thought, God, we've got a player on his hands. He, he's comfortable on the ball. He's got a good range of passing, and he can pick out a pass. And six slash seven for me today maybe gets up to a seven, but again, it's all about personal opinion and what you think would agree with everything you said in his performance. Andy? Yeah, I've, I've got pretty much the same. I thought he looked um, decent without ever really wowing anybody. Uh, um, he's obviously still building up his match fitness and trying to get to where he needs to be. Um, when he's there, I, I um, still like to see him do a bit more. I think I think we've got a player who can, who, who's capable of, of delivering a lot more when he's fully fit. At the moment, um, I'm quite happy with with what he's doing for the side at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot more to come from him. Yeah, I agree with that. And moving on to the two behind the front one, I'll start on the right. That Sky have got on the right. Oh, Chessy, it's on you, Andy. Yeah, I, I think again he's another player who take a lot of time to really get into the game, and he seemed to start very slowly. Um, maybe. First touch wasn't great, um, but he, he got in there second half, I thought. Um, it was a game of two halves for him. Second half, I thought he was excellent. And um, actually, fair play to me, mate, Rob, who, who pointed it out before we got to the car tonight. And, and Crosby pretty much uh, confirmed it when he said um, second half, he wanted Vale to play 10 yards further up the pitch. And it seemed like those two, Chisler and... Um, Garrity really did push on 
um, second half and got nearer to Thomas. And I think that is probably what was a big driver in um, is turning the game in in our favour. Was 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 Demper um, really getting in amongst it and um, and, and pressing Reading better? So um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's game of two halves for him. He, he was got got into his second half. Was maybe a little bit unlucky that he was the one that got subbed but um yeah it it's I, I don't know um what else I can say about that really first half a bit of a letdown but but certainly second half was a bit more like the player who, who we've seen um against Fleetwood and um that's that's more like the chisel we want to be um getting that from um seeing this season. Yep. Johnny, how chizzy. Yeah, he's got an air of the Louis Dodds about him, hasn't he? Mm. In terms of I think I think I think we'll find he'll he'll go missing for sixty odd minutes in some games, but then produce a flash of magic. And then other games he'll 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 do what the managers asked him in terms of because I don't know if you remember Bez when we spoke to Dodsey and we asked him about the right wing, for example. Yeah. Yeah, he he was explaining well actually some of the things that he was told to do and stuff like that. And Andy, you just said that he was told to get 10 yards further forward in the second half, and that's when he's more effective. And I think things like that with Chislett will probably become a bit more noticeable because he, he, he'll he be he's better when he's got the ball and he's running forward than he is positionally. You don't really want to just see him doing his, doing his job for the team whilst that's important. You want your flair players on the ball doing something, uh, but I do really think that Chislett's a massive asset. The way the way he takes the ball and can get you ten yards further forward is is really is really good. It's it's important for the team, um, and I think we've got a few of them now, which is which is really good. We're not we're not reliant on just one or two. There's there's probably three, four, maybe even five in that eleven today that are capable of picking the ball up, running 10, 15 yards and actually putting putting his taking that bit of pressure off us and putting us in a half decent place. So I think whilst he didn't really create a lot today and it wasn't his finest performance, it was still it's still a decent performance. And it's another player who's new and I think Vale fans are really gonna like like Chislett, like I think, I think, I think he's gonna, he's, he's gonna be up there that we, we're, we're talking about quite regularly during this season. So it was a six again, mainly because of the first half in being so disciplined in terms of what he was being asked to do. But the few bits when he did have the shackles taken off, he was a bit sloppy with it still. Mm. So I say, but. You know, attacking players usually are a bit more sloppy with the ball because it's not being sloppy. They're trying the killer pass, aren't they, rather than the safe one. Yes. No, I'm with you. Agree with everything on that. I'm moving on next to him. Johnny's got his first goal of the season. He's equaled last year's tally. More to come from him. The best on earth, Ben Garrity. I'm not going to lie. I was very stressed by his first 25 minutes performance because I saw something from Ben Garrity that I didn't think I'd ever see. And that was, I don't know, Andy, if you remembered in the penalty build-up, Garrity just seemed to lose possession and just give up. Yeah, um, I didn't get to see a 
great deal of it from where I was, but that's exactly what I would describe to me uh, by my mate Robbie. He just seemed to just did he bounce off him and then he stopped and he thought someone else was getting it and then it just was like a massive pregnant pause where it looked like he was leaving it for someone else and it was just really awkward yeah and that that that, that just that just felt really unbengarity like because he's he's usually a workhorse isn't he but i felt he shoot that off really well built into the game and like the midfield as a whole, really grew into it and got better as 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 it wore on. So really, really solid performance. Um, got the goal, which let's be fair, is it was a very fortunate one. But I think we, we've had a fair share of luck uh, luck going the other way already this season. Um, so why why not benefit from it? Um, and yeah, I just I, I just thought it was. Especially second half, he started closing down everything and just grew into it a lot more. So really pleased with Ben, how he ended. Um, it's it's still a seven, though, because the first 20 minutes was was pretty worrying. Well, I missed that because I went to tell you what we've seen about the first 20 minutes. I just said the first 20 minutes, it, it was very unbengarity like And when we conceded the penalty, he, it was his poor touch and he seemed to just give up. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, the first 90 minutes at Barnsley were very un-Bengarity-like. And yeah. after a while um, today, I, I just said to um, one of the lads I go with, it's like, he's not looking he's not looking himself. And we're wondering, you know, is he off form? Is he just, you know, players have their own little ups and downs and may, maybe he was starting the season badly. And then like a few other players, you know, the once we tweak something tactically, they look like a completely different side and they look a lot better. Uh, it took maybe Ben a little bit longer to get going than than a lot of the others. I know when um when Chislet was subbed, um somebody else was saying around me, maybe maybe Ben should have been the one to go off, not Chislet. Um but you know <laughs> These these things happen the way they do, don't they? And and obviously Ben Ben's the one who goes and gets the goal. I'll, I'll give him a bit of credit for the goal because I thought he held the ball up really well. I think he, he he gets his backside in between the defender and the ball like a like a centre forward does. You know, really uses his body, and then he doesn't quite turn on a sixpence maybe, but but he, he swivels and gets a shot away, and you know he, he earns the slicer look with a deflection. Um, so yeah. You know, he's the sort of player you want to get off the mark. You want your um, your strikers, your goal scoring midfielders to get off the mark and get a goal and 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 and, and build on that. And um, delighted for him. And you know, he's he's still very much loved at the club. Um, we've got we've got Belinda Carlisle um, queued up, ready to go now whenever he scores. So um, that's all all well and good, isn't it? Yeah, and a massive shout out. I don't know if you saw on on the screen today his little um his, his little goal celebration. Yes, yes, that's it. That's uh, I'm 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 loving these. Chislets was good, but like, I'm I'm loving these. I think I think it's proper. Like it shows it shows a human side to the players, and kind of we all know he's he's a bit of a joker and and also a bit of an horrible person. He's, he doesn't doesn't deal with losing very well. 
Um, so it's nice to see the personable side of the players when this happens. And yeah, yeah long may it continue. Hopefully we'll get some new ones throughout the season because it's going to get boring seeing that 15 times, isn't it? Yeah, let's hope we can see it 15 times. And I did have a word with Dan today before kickoff, Dan Tamley and the media team and asked him if the replays of the goals would be on the screen today. And obviously they weren't. That bit of the technology that's part of the screen hasn't quite been set up yet. It's still being installed. So hopefully by the Carlisle game, you'll be able to see all four of our goals replayed. So there we go, hopefully. Fingers we'll crossed. See. And because people were asking about that in the League Cup, and I, I told them what Johnny had told me, which is, oh, there's a special rule in the League Cup, they won't show it. So if if we score, however many we score against Crew, um, they they can't be shown, or, or what do we what do we know about that? I yes, don't know. yes, Sky Sky have got the rights to it basically, um, and that it, it's that stupid thing that until Sky have shown their highlights of it no one else is allowed to it's a bit like which is why the, the sky premier league highlights is on before match of the day is on yeah makes sense so, so it, it, it's they've got that sort of ruling around it and it's it's bollocks because it should be your your intellectual property but mm. it's it, if you're accepting the money and stuff like that you've got to got to yeah. abide by these rules haven't you yeah and if they're giving you that then you're taking the money, aren't you? And just looking, just for in case anyone's worried about them down the road after last week, they had the open top buzz parade for winning the league. The league championship tables just come up and they're nowhere in the top half this week. So I don't know what's happened to them after they won the title last week. Well, two, two games, one win, one defeat, three points, terrible record in it. Yeah. The thing is, they won the title last week, so how were they not in the top half after winning the league? Well, we got relegated according to them as well. Yeah, exactly. Never mind. Moving on. Andy, I said earlier, I'm a slut. I'm in love with two people at the same time. Two loan signings. Josh Thomas up top. Um, He's quick, isn't he? Yeah. There's there's my big uh, takeaway from the day. He's he's good at running dead fast. (laughs) Um, A bit more more than that. That's that's tickled me more than he probably should have. He's good at running death fast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he does all the stuff as well, but he's he's just pacey. There's there's one moment, um, second half, where I don't know, he just seems to n- knock the ball away from goal, take the long way round, and then just start running down the wing and in towards the goal, and you're thinking, You're making our life very hard for yourself, but he doesn't seem to mind. He's it was I was really impressed with him because playing lone striker, I mean, it's one thing to for a kid to play in a front two. He says it's another thing entirely for him to play in sort of it on his own or say in a three in front of two attacking midfielders. And yeah, he's had to run a lot of channels. He's had to do a lot of blind alley stuff, but he's, He's a handful, even though he, he can't. You know, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be a target man. He's not gonna you, you know what striker sort of striker he is and what sort of striker he isn't. But he just uh, <laughs> he, he he uses his he plays to his strengths well, and he's a he's a handful and he's he's fast, isn't he? Yes, he is fast. 
Johnny? Maybe, maybe he should have had a goal. I can't remember. He, he was he was involved without really sort of. I don't know. It he, he was he was in around the box. I can't. Maybe didn't have. A, I I think I need glasses now. I think after going behind the goal for the first time in years, I think I've realised that maybe I need another eye test. Maybe so. And it is a long way from the Amel down the other end. And I can't remember just Thomas having a chance score today, but as you've already said, a lot of tireless work for him. Johnny? Yeah, I think I, I think it was a very, another very mature performance from a young lad. And you you can struggle playing that lone striker role. We've, we've seen seasoned professionals struggle playing lone striker. Where, where Josh Thomas, like... Trumps some of them is like Andy's just said he's a bit quick, and he so his pace can kind of get him out of out of trouble. Some of the times he looked like he was running for running's sake, chasing down players and stuff like that, which is great for the team. And I just I feel I feel like he's he's another one that he's going to get ten fifteen goals this season, um, and. He, I think he's he's going to create more than that, not assist more than that. I think he's going to create more than that by just being a pain in the arse. Because he, I'm pretty convinced he was the one in the box for Garrity's today, and he was just making a nuisance of himself whilst whilst he was in there. And it's that sort of thing that you can't you can't take a breath as a defender because any anybody that's ever played. Played in defence will tell you the worst thing a defender wants to come up against is pace, and he hasn't just got a bit of pace. We were we were struggling last season to to say who was the quickest in our team, and I feel like we've got two or three now that have got a bit of pace about them, and he's got a lot of pace about him. Yeah, so solid solid performance, very good team performance for him. I think he's doing himself a hell of a lot of credit. Um, and yeah, seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. The one thing that it's just reminded me is I had a quick flick on Twitter is that we didn't talk about the Yaks finish, which I've been told the Vale players have watched it back in then under the impression it was onside. Now the flag went up and the flag went up way before he finished. But great finish from the Yak and good instinct for the centre-half to finish like that. Yeah, it's fair. It, was a good, it was a good header across from Chislet as well. I'm not sure if the flag went up because... If you watch the replay, Garrity jumps. Yeah, and I don't think the flag went up way before the ball got to the yak, so it wasn't against him. No, that's why I think it might be for Garrity because Chislett didn't look offside, but Garrity jumps for the header. Now, is that enough to be interfering with play? I think so because a defender might. If a defender sees you jumping for it, that it changes what they're thinking, doesn't it? So. I'd, yeah, I think if it's on Garrity, he's the only one of the three that are involved in it. Because Chislett, to me, definitely didn't look offside. And having seen the replay back, the camera angle isn't brilliant. Anyway, oh, I haven't seen the replay back. To be fair, well, I've had I've had a um, friend of the show, Nate, Nate, Nate sent it me at half time, and right. you don't you don't see enough to to be able to make a decision when the ball yeah. comes off Chislett's head. You see Garrity jumping just beforehand, and you see Chislett looking very much onside, but the angle's looking at where the ball's come in from, so you can't actually see where Chislett was stood or where Garrity was stood. So, 
can't make it can't make an actual informed decision but in the ground it didn't it didn't ever feel like it was offside so it it was it was frustrating um yeah. that but you you you've got to rely on your linesman there haven't you so yeah yeah and then last one um Alice Harrison obviously named on the bench didn't actually go on the bench Jack Shorrock did uh, Phil Bar was asked Andy Crosby the question picked up a slight was it thigh strain or cough oh, what cough wasn't it cough yeah and for those that suggest it was anything else he was leaving the ground at all five with his family with smiles on his face so you know he was there and watched the game that isn't someone that's walked out to the dressing room unhappy so them rumours can go in the bed yeah that's fair but yeah, yeah. that's fair enough it's just irresponsible for anyone to start such rumours isn't it yeah absolute bollocks he was there at all five if you've walked out the dressing room unhappy you've gone straight home so yeah, nothing in them. Uh, we've wrapped up in an hour and a half, so that's about right for a ninety-minute game. Johnny, a very quick look forward to the seaside. Which if you're going and you can't get there, who might you call? You might call Andy PVFC. Get a taxi. I'll get over to Ghostbusters. I'll be honest. Yeah, play Ghostbusters. Yeah, but I'm not doing that because the Ghostbusters don't sponsor us. Um, other other ghost extermination teams are available. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Um, we're off to the seaside on Tuesday. Do you want um, to go to the seaside? Not trying to say that everybody wants to go. Did you fall in love at the seaside? Yeah. There we go. You, you, you've definitely fallen in love today with the lone, lone lads, haven't you, sir? I have. Slot. But we're off. We're off to the seaside. You're going, aren't you, Bez? I am. Funnily enough, my work meetings are in around Liverpool and Southport them two days. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Just so happened to fall like that. You little mink, you. <laughs> I'll be there. Andy, you going to the seaside? Yeah, why not? I'll have to... I've not really looked when the last train is on Tuesday night, but I'll, I'll work something out. Um, I'll put the day off on Tuesday so I can have a nice day trip uh, so I can do all the usual stuff. Um Walk um, through shit infested beaches, um, go for it's fish clean. and chips, ice cream. It was voted the cleanest bri- bi- beach in Britain, wasn't it? When? Um, 2022. Yeah, that's before the Conservatives decided to dump a load of shit in the sea in Blackpool. No, yeah. no, well, that's Cornwall, isn't it, now that they've fucked up? It's everywhere, isn't it? So you got, <laughs> might get Fickle Sharky on, on the beach, um, I see him. Yeah, they've definitely done Blackpool this year. Oh, have they? Fair enough. Yeah. Just before I went and had the day there, because everyone was messaging me saying, don't go in the sea like I was planning on, which I wasn't. <laughs> but saying, don't go in the sea because it's full of shit. Well, I'll, I might just go to the chippy, get an ice cream, go to a joke shop, buy a fake dog turd. You know, all the sort of Blackpool things you do. You, you go you go to one of these bars where the DJ's just sort of being borderline abusive to everyone in the pub. You know, it's it's um, it's a very particular taste, isn't it, Blackpool? You either love it or you hate it. About but the big one, Andy, will you be going on the big one? Absolutely not. I Right, when I was 13 years old, we had our last game of the season at Blackpool away, and we needed to win and for Bolton to drop points. And... I, I was forced to go to the Pleasure Beach and go on all these rides before the game, even though 
I was sick with nerves thinking, will we get automatic promotion? We didn't. Um, but I remember just being forced onto the Grand National. All um, the Grand National. It, it, it feels like it's falling apart. It's made out of wood. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, it wasn't what I needed in my life at that, that point. You know, um, my stomach was was turning as it was, and I had to go and get go on all these rides. And yeah, that was '93. We lost in the playoff final in the end. But Blackpool, I mean, that that was a fantastic atmosphere that day. They've pretty much rebuilt the ground and moved it halfway across the car park since then. It's that was '93. <laughs> yeah. And you were thirteen. Yeah. So you're forty-three. I'm 44 now that was that was before my birthday yeah I'll be birthday in the summer so um yes I didn't think you were that old to be fair so there is a compliment in there (laughs) have you not seen me hair yeah but I didn't think you were 44 I'd put you down for maybe touching 40 cheers um anyway that yeah (laughs) that was then and um yeah Blackpool's I mean, the last time I went to Blackpool, I think, was it AJ Leach-Smith scored? It yes. was, yeah. It does AJ. Yeah, so it's, it's been, been, I don't know, it's not... And we were behind the goal that day. Are we going to... No, we're away fans in the wooden temporary stand. Yeah, I think I think we're in the side bit, aren't we now, again? A little yeah. temporary thing. <clears throat> so but... it feels like a been on pretty much all four sides of that ground over the years no last time we played Blackpool away we were behind the goal just to the side yeah and but the that was they've, they've, they just move everyone around everywhere these days don't they yeah and yeah there was and, and then one year we had the old home end when they built two stands and moved the pitch and the old stand was Miles away from the pitch, I think that was. Yeah, that was the year Richie Wallen scored from the halfway line, and Johnny Brain looked like Superman diving back. Oh, don't <laughs> remember was, that. Thingy, was that was that not Tyrone Moran's debut as well? Could have been, yeah, could have been. Was that not one year when Lee Matthews scored twice when on the few games he was fit? Free kick, <laughs> edge of the just, area. I, Black, Blackpool always just merges into one. Yeah, Billy Painter's penalty miss in the FA Cup. Yeah, there's just yeah Blackpool. It's... I, I, I do remember though there was one year. It was the year after we won four two on the last day of the season. We went there again in the September, the start of the following season, and it was an absolutely brilliant performance. Three uh, one. Um, Nicky Cross scored two, and Ian Taylor got the other one. Uh, Nicky Cross was in a huge hot streak of goal scoring form at that point in the season. One of the goals was very similar to one that got scored in the world cup a few months later in USA. It was a Brolin Sweden free kick move where he just sort of, we basically, they built a wall. We were looking like we were taking a shot instead of taking the shot. We just passed it around the wall and eventually just worked a one-on-one and Nicky cross stuck it in. That was a great day out. We had a um, really good away day then. One of the best performances of the season from from what I can remember. But yeah, there's, there's been some good days, some bad days. It's, it's always a day out, isn't it? So 
Um, we're fortunate to have it nice and early in the season. Don't know if we're going to get the weather for it. We'll have to see how that turns out. But um, we'll make the most of it, won't we? We will. We will indeed. And, you know, can always always pop into the, the arcades if, if the weather's not, not not doing its thing, if you're not going if you're not going into the pub. So but Blackpool come go into the game unbeaten. Um nil nil draw today against Exeter away, which I don't know, a bit of an indifferent result really for them after a quite strong performance last week. I'm uh, quietly um, surprised on. Surprised, I'm impressed by Exeter. I think they've gone and got a couple of very good results so far. They've won away at Wickham and they've held a, a decent-looking Blackpool side. So Exeter, yes. fair play to them. I say, especially after the majority of their team's been ransacked in the in the summer. Yes. So, so yeah, I saw uh, that Lavery scored the other week today against Burton. Yeah, he scored. Then Jake Beasley scored against yes. Derby. Twice. Yeah. They've got a few strikers knocking around, haven't they? Scored two to Big, Big Jake. And for those who haven't been listening to the podcast that long, I love Big Jake. I wanted to sign him. Yeah, they've also got CJ Hamilton as well, who I don't know if you remember a few years ago when he was at Mansfield. Absolutely yeah. ripped us a new arsehole. And of Have course, we played Blackpool that? at home in a friendly, didn't we? Preseason yes, a few years he, back, and he ripped us a new one. Then that, that, that was that the that one was, that was on YouTube. Yes, yeah. he, 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 I think he, I think he'd only just signed for him like he had like two days ago or something daft like that, and he came on, and I was just like, here we go, here, here comes CJ. Yeah, Jake Beasley's played sixty six minutes for him today before being replaced by Owen Dale. X crew, X crew, interesting. Kenneth Dougal's still there. I didn't realise he was still there. How old's he now? Do you know? He's still there. He come on on the 66th minute for Albie Morgan. They've got Oliver Norburn as well. Yeah, Oliver Norburn, Matty Virtue. Yeah, they've got, they, they've, got, they've got a very good team, haven't they? Let's be yeah. fair. James Husband. James Husband. He's not, he, he, he feels like he's been around ages, but I don't think he's that old, is he? No, I don't think he is, but as you say, feels like he's been around ages. So, yeah, on paper, and obviously Neil Critchley's back as manager. He yeah. is. Bold. I'm surprised they uh, welcomed him back there with open arms, but yeah, my mate used to go. Um, my mate used to go primary school with Neil Critchley. Just really? to fame, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get in Norwich. Well, yeah, these these play a these play a three five two. So it'll be interesting to see what what we go up against. So knowing what you know today, Bez, any changes to the starting eleven? Started today. One, one change. Um, it's harsh, but Mitch comes in for Sang. Yeah, it's fair though, I think. It's fair, um, yes, yeah, fair, but harsh on Sang, I think, but fair. Andy, agree, disagree? Anything that you'd do? Um, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Um, I think it's difficult to know. Well, we don't know what. Andy Crosby sees um, the feedback he's getting from the players. I wouldn't drop anyone after today. Um, however, there may be one or two bodies that need to be rested or managed with, um, you know, a couple of really tough away games back-to-back, Blackpool and Charlton, and we're going to have to maybe just manage a few players' minutes, manage the squad, and it may mean that somebody 
And uh, Andy Crosby's big on talking about rewarding players for good performances and, and them keeping the place. Sometimes, you know, they have to understand that if, if they drop out of the side, it's not because they're being punished. It's just because they may be being protected or, or the letting, you know, you've got to let the manager look at the bigger picture. So, um, these days, you know, I'm, I've, I'm become conditioned when, when Daryl was making changes left, right and center, you know, you just think, well, that's just modern football. So if, if we do make changes, it's just something we have to deal with. And you, you get to a point with the veil now where you, you don't know what team we're going to pick. So whatever, whatever comes out the hat on Tuesday night, we'll, we'll deal with it. Fair enough. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I think I'm with you both. I think, Mitch is probably the, the, the only one that we, we changed. I think he, he, he kind of influenced the game enough when he came off the bench to say it should be starting. Um, and that's not, we, we know he, he didn't start because he'd been dropped. We know he started because he took the whack at Barnsley. So we, we, we know that it's not like saying, look at me, I should be starting. But it was the sort of performance of a bloke that was like, I really don't want to be sat on this bench. And I fucking love that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that brilliant attitude of, and I think all the subs showed that as well, which is which again is good. You can probably argument for for them all. Um, yeah, and then score wise, brought to you by avtimings.com. Um, Bez, have you signed up for your race after you, cause you said you're going for a run, didn't you? Yeah, I've been park run this morning, but no, I'm not signed up for a race yet. I need yeah. to get fitness levels back after two weeks of being ill. Fair enough. How was your park run today? Was it good? All right, yeah, only plodded around, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice get out, nice bit of run, make some room for the food at the veil. Well done, good to hear. So, go on then, time of the first goal and the goal scorer. Where are you going, I'm Bez? Going. There won't be a goal, it's going to finish now and then. Mm, okay. So, that, that, that's, that's, that's fun. Okay. What for one of for a nil-nil? Cheers, mate, thanks. Taking L nil now. No, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I don't not know again. why. Cause, I don't know why I'm saying nil nil because we look very creative going forward. But someone to me had just says nil nil, especially Blackpool have room nil nil today. Blackpool have yet to concede a goal, have they? I want me. Yeah, they they drew nil nil, beat Derby two nil, beat Burton two nil. There we go. Yeah, yet to two nil is. It seems to be Blackpool's thing. No, 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 no. Sound, Andy. What are you going with? Uh, one, one. I think we might stink the place out a little bit, or at least we we have to deal with a decent side. I, I still think they're probably. I think they're probably the most stable of the three that have come down, aren't they? You know, Wigan yes. have had the points deduction. Reading got some good players, but they've got a lot of kids, and and they again they've they've had the financial issues and the embargoes and whatnot um blackpool i think they'll take the lead 59 ish minutes and we'll equalize an 85 um thomas i think we'll we'll nick a goal and we'll hang on a bit but we'll i'll I'll take a point i'll take a point now after today four points will be very very good return 
Yeah, we all said after the first four games, any points we've got on the board would be a bonus. Yeah, I mean these these four fixtures are horrendous. Um, we've, but I I did fancy. I, I said to um, I said to Matt Johnny because um, we were talking about this bet he's had with Rory. I can't remember yeah. how many points after the first eight. few games. Yeah, I, I points after the first ten games. Rory said we wouldn't have eight. So. And um, I I said I think we'll win one of the first four that we probably. We'll surprise someone and we'll win one, but I can't tell you which one. It might have been today. Anything now after that we take probably any more points out of the next two games are a bonus probably on on where, you know, Beza Bingo, whatever you call it, how many points you'd expect us to have taken from the first four games, which are horrendous games on paper. We've taken three so far out of a possible six. Um... If, if we get nine, I think we will have done very well. Yeah, well, yeah I think we'd done exceptional if we've got nine. I think I would say I, I would have been happy with three in the first four. So maybe uh, not nine then. Yeah, maybe I'm just. But yeah, if, if we won the next two, we, we'd, we'd do brilliantly. Even six out of twelve would be yeah, decent, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think like I say, I think if if we if we if we would have got three out of the three points out of the first three games. I'd I'd say that we've done well. Then you look at Charlton going into that, and you think, well, yeah, that's that's another. Let's see how they've started. But the the Blackpool one's going to be more of a test of character, seeing as it's away from home, and it's not obviously not that it matters where you play as much. But the last time the lads travelled away from home, they got tonked seven nil. So some of that's going to be after some of the, some of the mentality stuff's going to have to be dealt with and. It's 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 going to be an important day against another very good side. So we we've got to we've got to make sure everyone's hundred percent. Um, but I'm going down the same route as you, Andy, in terms of one all. Um, I think we'll score first, though. Um, I think we'll go we'll we'll take the lead after twenty five minutes, and then Blackpool will score in the second half. But we'll we'll gentlemen's handshake on a point. And and we'll move on. I'll take that. Yeah, I think we're, we we don't we, you take points away from home regardless of who you play, really. Of course you would. So that's three draws. Three draws. Happy days. So there you go. We'll probably be back Thursday this week. Um, and, and that's Portugal Club AGM. Meeting so yeah, Wednesday again. Um. But in, until then, I know that Amos is going up Tuesday at 9 a.m. to Blackpool uh, and is stopping over. Um, I'm driving up during the day and go go meet go meeting with with a few people. So if anyone's up and about, then just give us all a shout. Bez will be in finishing his meeting at half past four and be across for about six ish. Will you? Uh, yeah, Blackpool? probably about that. Well, so, yeah. I'll get where, I'll get there when Northern Rail let me. Yeah, so Wednesday probably. Yeah. Um, well, if there's not a train back, Andy, feel free the space. I don't mind dropping you off on the M6 at the at, at the nearest um, turn off to Manchester. M60, come on. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, M60. I'll, I'll do a deal. Unless someone that lives in Manchester is listening, the fancy's offering you a lift all the way home. Well, we'll we'll see. Hopefully. Well, the thing is, there used to be. A, 
train station right by the ground, but that's the thing that's shut down now, so you've got to go to Blackpool North instead. Mm. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that as and when. You know, I might walk out after half an hour if we're dreadful. <laughs> yeah. See what time them trains are. But yeah, we'll, we'll be back Wednesday with with a discussion. Hopefully we won't miss too much news. Transfer window's still open. Alice, and, Alice Harrison's got a little bit of a an injury, so I, I don't think that changes plans any for me. I still think we need another attacker and another wing back. Agreed. Um, but do you know what? If if this is what we've got till January, I'm also not devastated either. Agreed. So we'll we'll obviously we'll talk a bit more about the transfer window as it gets closer. Um, we have still got about two weeks, have we? Two weeks, is it? Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what date we're on at the minute. Twelfth today. Twelfth, yeah. We've got about two weeks until it closes, so we'll. We'll have a bit more of an in-depth one when we've got a proper Thursday, which I think is the actual week it closes. Um, have we got a Tuesday game of the week after Blackpool? Is that not crew? No, I think no that's, that's, that's after Carlisle. That's, um, uh, yeah. it, that's Bank Holiday, the day after the Bank Holiday Monday, is it, crew? Yeah. We haven't really talked about the crew tie, have we? we haven't, we've only really touched upon it and yeah. because we did all the League Cup chat. On yeah. Wednesday night before the draw had been done. Yeah, no game on the 22nd, which is the Tuesday, then game again 29th, which is crew, followed by the 5th, which is crew. Fair enough. Well, that, that there you go then. That, that means that we'll have a free week then, just before the, the transfer window close, it closes in two and a bit weeks' time. So we can have a proper deep dive into that then. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, other than that, any, any more for any more on Blackpool? Not Blackpool, no. Just other than to say, um, we've steadied the ship a bit. You know, as 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 much as last week was doom and gloom, crisis. Probably you never as you never that up or down in football, are you? It's just sort of all evens itself out, and um, it's been a very constructive few days. We've won both of the games since last Saturday, so um, hopefully that's. Um, behind us now yeah catalyst for change i think is 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 the way we've looked at it i think he's sorted something i'll tell you something we haven't mentioned zonal marking work today <laughs> yeah did i know we man marked andy carroll as well but that's that for me is the is how you zonal mark you how many corners did they have we had five um, did i say they had they had less than us was it three or one three i cannot remember three I think they had three then. I think it was five to three. Yeah. Cool. Uh, stats just quickly before Johnny gets us off. Corners. Vale had five. They had two. Fair enough. Sorry, I've been trying to... Well, you've been trying to wrap it up about two or three times and I've just derailed you all every time. Yeah, it's fine. I, it's, it's normally me, me that does it, so we're all right. We, people enjoy this, apparently. Yeah, go forward because I'm getting bad because I'm wrapping in the morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, we had we had two dog shits, which was for me the um, the, the scanner and Andy Carroll. Um, some someone specifically asked walking out, like didn't didn't it didn't tell me the name um, or anything. You know, I'm socially awkward at these things, so just just told me I've got to give Andy Carroll a shout out as dog shit. So there you go, Bez. The, the people like hearing it from you. So what's Andy Carroll? Dog shit. There we go, and then on to Blackpool. So if if you're out and about, give drop drop the pod a message. We'll we'll obviously we'll fire out where where Tom's going to be from early doors, 
Um, come up, buy him a drink. Actually, don't buy him a drink. Yeah, James. Don't buy him a drink. He's loaded. Um, and he doesn't need any help. Get him <laughs> drunk. Buy him a baby Guinness. They were buy him a glass of water. But yeah, that's that 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 that's that. Good, good, good day at the office. Happy days. To to coin Clarky's phrase, don't get too high, don't get too low. But enjoy enjoy that performance today. Enjoy the building blocks against a decent red inside. I think I think they'll turn it round and they'll be in and around it at the end of the season. And I think we'll look back and go, actually, that's not a bad result today. Um, but yeah, enjoy your Sunday. Um, Premier League's back, so en- enjoy that. Let's go, go, go get yourselves in the pub and have an ale and up the veil. Go wild with generative AI in Adobe Photoshop. Create anything you can imagine just by typing a text prompt, like a jaguar. No, a jaguar on a spaceship. Yes, this changes everything. Try it now at Photoshop.com. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was. Cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.